the best of the week on Relevant Radio. Let's go to Steve now in Riverside. Good morning, Steve. Good morning. I've heard it said a few times by you, you know, where does the Bible say scripture alone? The Bible doesn't say this. This is a tradition of men, which is obviously a tongue-in-cheek way to joust at Protestants, who I can only imagine the vitriol you've faced in your line of work in times past. However, I would argue it's a moot point, because in Scripture, you don't see the word Trinity, you don't see the word, you know, words don't smoke crystal meth. However, you do see in the Bible, you know, not only we know about those things, but you also see an appeal to Scripture by prophets, including Christ himself. So the mechanic of asking, you know, to try and back up an argument using Scripture to enhance the validity of your argument, I would argue, you know, like I say, it is in Scripture to appeal to Scripture. How do you respond? I would not disagree. I would just say it's also in Scripture to appeal to a tradition that is outside the Bible. Second Thessalonians 2.15 I urge you, brothers, to stand firm and hold fast to the traditions you receive from us, either by an oral statement or by a letter of ours. So I fully agree that the Bible appeals to itself, and writers of the Bible appeal to the Bible, but it doesn't negate the fact that the Bible nowhere says to go by Scripture alone. Mm-hmm. Well, I would, like I say, I would argue, even if the Reformation didn't you know, have maybe that side effect in mind. Mm-hmm. Scripture alone, like I say, I agree with your point that, mm-hmm. you know, you need something to guide Scripture in order to try and harmonize and make sense. We have, aqua, you know, plenty of evidence to suggest not everyone's going to reach the same end point using Scripture. But like I right. say, when I hear you say to people almost like defensively, like, where does the Bible say Scripture alone? It doesn't even say that. It, it almost pits Scripture against the magisterium and the teaching of the faith, when it doesn't have to be like that. In fact, I've heard you quite gracefully in times past, you know, use Scripture to make arguments for the Immaculate Conception, for example, or the, you know, mm-hmm. the uh, the Assumption. I mean, and I've heard it from the pulpit as well, and I, th- I think that's a good thing, but I feel like when you, when you put it forth like that, you know, it makes it seem like there's two masters and you have to pick one, the magisterium or scripture, and you don't. You can be a Bible-believing, loving Catholic. Just ask Kale Clark. Well, Steve, it's funny because it sounds like you're reading from one of my books where I make the very same points over and over again. But in fact, if I could reorient the focus, um, it's precisely that mistaken notion that opposing sola scriptura can help benefit people because it's the person who does pit scripture against tradition or they pit scripture against the magisterium, which is the essence of the Protestant claim of sola scriptura, that this rebuke of sola scriptura seeks to correct. So I'm not the one who's pitting scripture against the magisterium, nor am I pitting scripture against tradition. It's exactly the opposite. So that's, I'm a bit puzzled why you would think that that would be the net result of my showing that Sola Scriptura is a tradition of men that nullifies the Word of God. I don't see the sticking point. Well, like what you just said right there, you just said Sola Scriptura is, you know, nullifies, you know, the Word of God and is a tradition of men. Like, you Mm -hmm. just said it, you know what I mean? Yeah, but it's true. I I mean, I say it because it's true. Yeah, but you make it seem like the argument of appealing to Scripture. So when someone comes to you and says, No, 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 no. This is where you're getting, I think this is where we need to adjust the focus here. I'm not saying, nor have I ever said in my works, my, my, my debates or my books or anything, that appealing to Scripture is wrong. I do it all the time. And, I, and I've already acknowledged that this is something we see routinely in Scripture. Jesus appealed to Scripture when he was being tempted by the devil. 
What I'm referring to is to claim Scripture alone. That's where I talk about Scripture as being a tradition of men that nullifies the Word of God, Mark chapter 7 and Matthew chapter 15, because Scripture expressly says, don't but go by Scripture alone. And 2 Thessalonians 2.15 is one example of that. So it's the error of appealing to Scripture alone that I object to, because that's not biblical. But I by no means object to appealing to Scripture. I do it all the time. Do you see the distinction I'm making? Would you? Yeah, I do. I do. And it makes sense. And I, I would agree. Um, would you agree that everything, you know, I've heard it argued on Catholic Answers anyway, that everything the Church does, teaches, or says is either implicitly or explicitly in Scripture, or well, yeah, mm-hmm. implicitly or explicitly in Scripture. Would you agree with that? Yes, in fact, that came from me. Uh, what you see in Catholic Answers came from me, and specifically a debate that I did with James White in 1993, and I brought up that very point. It's it's called the formal sufficiency of Scripture and the informal sufficiency of Scripture. And there are different ways of describing it, but the formal sufficiency argument is that which Protestants take, which to say that everything in Scripture is sufficiently perspicuous and is there in some explicit way. And the other option, which is the one that I argue for, is that everything that is necessary for salvation is either explicitly or implicitly in Scripture. And you you mentioned the Trinity. There's a great example. The Word, of course, is not used in in the New Testament. But the doctrine of the Trinity can be implicitly expressed by the explicit statements that are there. So that's part of the Catholic way of approaching it. Not all Catholics do, uh, but that's a valid way of approaching the issue. Yeah, yeah, and I and I think that's great. I just I, I sometimes when I listen, I hear almost like a frustration or hostility in your voice when it comes to. You know, where does it, you know, say in Scripture, that's a tradition of men. And so I just assume, or at least sometimes it can give me or maybe even other listeners the idea, like, you have a problem with appealing to the Bible, where for some of us, myself included, it's important to back up things with Scripture, because that's where my heart ultimately is anchored, I should say, whether it's a side effect of my upbringing or the Holy Spirit. But you know what I mean? I do, but I, yes, I do. But in my self-defense, I would say I am adamant on the point because it has led so many people astray. And one of the most egregious errors of the Protestant Reformation is sola scriptura, because it has led to just unending doctrinal confusion. And I take umbrage at that. I want people to be saved. I don't want people to be led astray. And so if ever there were an unbiblical tradition of men that deserves roundly to be critiqued and rejected, it's sola scriptura. So if you hear in my voice a kind of zealousness, that's why. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that is fair enough. Um, yeah, I don't want to take too much of your time, but yeah, I just thank you for dialoguing with me till another day. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. And I, I'm, I'm glad you put it that way. Dialoguing is what's key here. And, and just to put a little footnote on that, you know, I'm arguing that Scripture in a certain sense is sufficient in the way that I described it a moment ago, but the formal sufficiency argument, which is what the Protestant Reformation generally argues for, uh, involves something that is ultimately not biblical. So 
I'm zealous about it because it has been such an issue that has caused so many problems for so many people over the years that I, I believe that it deserves the kind of attention that, that I try to give it anyway. That's where I'm coming from. Yeah, that makes sense. I, uh, I appreciate you sharing. No, thanks, Steve. Thanks for listening. And um, you clearly listen very carefully. So I appreciate that very much.